how to behave ourselves on the story. But y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I your kids. Tell them to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey guys, it's your girl Claudia Jordan. It's Wednesday and I'm back with a brand new episode of TGIF. And like always, it's filling the tea and breaking down the biggest headlines in the news and in the world of social media. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink and get ready for this hot tea we about to give y'all. Please welcome my fabulous co-host. Please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? Hey, hey. Um, okay. I see. So you're, 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 where are you this time? <laughs> I am in the tropics. I'm in Aruba and uh, oh, wow. Soul, Soul Beach is happening. So I want to come down here and, and hear some lovely, fantastic R&B and get, get some of these comedy shows and get some beach time. I need a vacation. Nice. So. Yes. That's your favorite island, right? It is. It is. So, I, yeah, I'm kind of a creature of habit. So and I know all the spots. I'm like a tour guide here now. And there's a <laughs> butterfly exhibit down the street. I'm going to go check out and get in the cage of butterflies. I guess um, we don't see what that's about. All right, please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? Hey, y'all. How you feeling over there? I'm feeling orangey. Orangey. Aren't you glad you're about <laughs> to go to Vegas this weekend and see Anita I Baker? I am, baby. I'm about to be in the Funky Bunch. We are going to see Miss Anita Baker in Vegas at the Venetian. I'm actually leaving tomorrow night for Vegas. I'll be there through Monday night. and I am so excited. Can't wait. Um, y'all know I love me some old school R&B and I love Mama Anita and um, I'm going to be on my old auntie stuff all weekend. I see. Okay. You're going to have to come back. I see you had a drip put in yesterday. Was it today? The the IV? It was yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had to put it in yesterday. Uh, a detox drip just preparing my liver <laughs> for the uh, drunken shenanigans that will be Vegas this weekend. When you got to Medicaid and get IVs before, you know it's about to be. Well, I already wow. know it's going to be. I, 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 listen, I, I, I'm going to try to take it easy. Um. Because I don't want to get out there and mess around and be hungover. And then, you know what I'm saying? You end up missing half of the day trying to nurse a hangover. So we'll see. I just we don't be- want you to get COVID again. Child. Or monkeypox. Or monkeypox. <laughs> well, we will have- keep an eye on your story and see yes. a toned down cue. But I don't think cue can be toned down in Vegas. With the Funky Bunch, you're going to be yeah. wilding out. I know, right? We'll so what y'all... Uh, yeah, well, it's Q, you shouldn't be drinking in preparation for this. So, no. are you drink it? What you, what you drinking tonight? Nothing. Water. Water. Okay, Al. Mm, I'm having a white wine. Okay, so you're the only one drinking tonight. I'm gonna save mine for tomorrow. I might go out tonight, but all right. Let's. Uh, okay, before we get into the show, of course, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to the families of the 21 victims who tragically lost their lives in the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School down here in Texas. Um, super sad. I, I, I mean. The outrage, but then nothing happens. Um, can you believe this happened again? No. I'm here. I, I was trying to call you like this whole time. No. And um, your cell phone. Whose phone is that? <laughs> What's happening right now? <laughs> I have no idea. The complete ghetto. Um, no, I can't believe it happened again. And I was talking to a friend of mine this morning, and you know. It's unfortunate that this incident is actually overshadowing now the incident that happened in uh, in in Buffalo. in Buffalo with the black people in the supermarket. Of course, children are going to pull at people's heartstrings, and this is going to dominate 
the news for a bit. And, uh, you know, just as a media person, um, you know, I kind of didn't even want to come to work today to even have to talk about children being slaughtered. And I think the thing that bothers me the most is the fact that we still have politicians, despite having two back-to-back -back mass shootings, that find a way to be beholden to the NRA. From my understanding, the NRA is having a damn convention in Texas. Uh, was it this week or next week or something like that? And, I, and I'm going to tell you something. If they don't cancel that damn convention, you know, it really speaks to who they are as people. But something needs to be done. And, and, and it's time, you know, that, that the people, any politicians who are in the pockets of the NRA, they need to be called out and voted out. You know, too many people are supportive of it. I, again, you know, I live in Texas. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed of my state. I'm embarrassed of Greg Abbott. First of all, the, the horses with the men on horses with the with the whips. That was him. That wasn't Biden. That was him. And he was all for it. The, this ass kissing ceremony of Donald Trump and welcome him back. And it was open arms him and um, Corwin. It's embarrassing that this happened and they don't have the decency to call this off. There's kids that they have to use their DNA to identify them because they were so the carnage was so bad. Mm hmm. Fourth graders, 10 year old. I was crying last night posting and I was like, I found I and I also found myself giving it a lot of attention. I felt myself like, oh, my God, I didn't give enough attention to the Buffalo. So I went back and then reposted that. And then I'm sitting there so depressed over all of this, all of this. It's just like we have 50 Republicans who refuse to vote. on it was an HRA, uh, the, the, the law, the bill. And then we have two uh, Republicans in, in Dems clothing, two traders in Mansion and Cinema that continue to stop to halt the agenda. It's, it's, right. you know, you know, this is the deadliest school shooting in Texas history. And it's, it's terrifying. It's heartbreaking. We know that there, there, there are several similarities. Both of these young men that committed these crimes, whether it was in Buffalo or Texas were 18 years old. Um, both of them had, you know, purchased guns within weeks of committing their crimes. Um, and, uh, and it, the other thing that also kind of got me, Claudia, which really kind of messed me up, was there this school also had a security breach. Like, Ow. let's think well, about let's, it. Let's get to commercial because it sounds like something appropriate is happening right now. So we will take a quick commercial break and we'll be right oh. back. We have technical issues. We'll be right back. We'll fix it. We'll be right back. Welcome. Welcome back to TGIF. Okay. Uh, excuse our technical difficulties. Listen, we're doing this. We're at the mercy of technology and sometimes things happen, but we're still going to give you that good content. So let's pick up, pick back up where we left off. Al, we were talking about the sure, shooting. Right. The yeah, I was just theory. saying how heartbreaking it was, how terrifying it was. But, you know, it's so interesting that it happened in marginalized communities like the Hispanic community here in Texas, there in Texas and in the black community in Buffalo. But, you know, what was interesting about this one, Claudia, this actually also had a security breach because all exterior doors and school buildings are usually always on lock. And the only way that you can get into a school is to be buzzed in. So I just want to know what's going on with the school policy there that that breach led to the death of 20 people, or is it 21 people? And also, look at the discrepancies. The white shooter gets taken in with no, inc with no incident. The Latino killer, um, you know, murked on spot on site I, I don't see why no white mass murders ever get taken out in the process it's amazing it is amazing 
you don't get trigger happy, but that's a whole nother conversation. We got more on him later on in the show. We're going to get into it. All right. Uh, back to back trash. Candace Owens shares her thoughts about the 18 year old shooter, Salvador Ramos, who shot and killed 19 students and two teachers in Texas yesterday. Owens tweeted an adult man that wants to dress up like a female is a glaring symbol of mental disease. A society driven by cowardice prevents this topic from being discussed honestly and openly. All of our children are at risk because we refuse to acknowledge and instead encourage mental illness. Now, she continued, what drives an 18-year-old to murder innocent children? I don't know. But judging by the photos of him cross-dressing, we can assume there are plenty of signs that he has meant- was mentally disturbed and abused by adults in his life. Uh, societal cowardice ignore those signs. What are your thoughts on Candace Owens' tweets? Q, I want to go to you first on this. What do you think about her saying that him cross-dressing, uh, you know, means that pretty much he's mentally ill? Let me tell you something. If a truck ran over Candace Owens today or tomorrow, I probably would throw a parade in celebration. <laughs> I can't stand that winch. I really can't. And this is just the most, in my opinion, you know, it, it, it's that conservative fear-mongering drawing the correlation, you know, connecting dots that don't need to be connected. Him cross-dressing, dressing differently, dressing non-binary has absolutely nothing to do with A, him being abused by adults in his past, nor is that any indication of any type of mental illness. I think it's more mentally ill the fact that she is able to connect dots that don't need to be connected and actually believe the crap that's coming out of his head. Now, there may have been a lot of other red And here's the other thing. And I was talking to a friend about this today. You can't predict this type of behavior in people, okay? We don't know where the next mass shooting is going to be, whether it's going to be a mosque, a grocery store, or a subway station. And we don't know who the next person it, 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 it is to do it. Every mentally ill person is not going to go shoot up a dog on school. So Candace Owens, please go find you something constructive to do. Before we go to Al, I, I want to point something out. And Al, maybe you'll comment on this. It's funny she chose to sp- speak on that one. But where was this issue when yeah. the 10 Black people in the grocery store were gunned down? Where was this, uh, this theory because yeah. it's, it's basically two, two of the same yeah. kinds of crime. Yeah. One was with kids, one was uh, random black, with black folks targeted. So where's the mental illness argument and cr- tying it to cross-dressing there? Shut up, Candace Owen. And now is not the time to politicize either of these tragedies. Do not use these tragedies to push agendas. It's just not right. And it's disrespectful to the lives and memories of the people who were lost in these situations. Al, what do you think about this? I got to agree with the two of you. I mean, I feel like just when you thought Candace Owens couldn't get any crazier, she steps up and wins the race again. I think it's sick. I think it's sick on many different levels. I think it's sick that she's going to call cross-dressing or insinuating that homosexuality or being transgender is a mental disease because it's not. I mean, that we it was declassified as a mental disease back in the 70s. So are you still living in the 70s, Candace, with your with your right wing uh, 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 thoughts? I mean, I just find it so sad with everything else that she could be using that platform in this incident that she's going to 
talk about how the person was dressed and use that as a mental disease and make that the reason why I, I, I just think it's, this is horrible. I'll agree. They, these mass shooters do have something wrong with them mentally, but let's not tie it into cross dressing right. and sexuality and how you identify. That's where I have a problem. Of course, right. something's wrong with both of these men and mm-hmm. throwing Candace Owens on top of that. Cause what drives you sister to constantly jump on any kind of story that paints black people or minorities in a bad light or the LBGTQ community. You cannot wait to shuck and jive and dance and tap dance for massa to get masses pat on the head. It's so obvious. It's so irritating that you built your brand on this. But I do know that there's a big check for black people that choose to speak out like this against their people. And, 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 and it's very profitable. There's not as much profit on the other side. But what you're doing now, and I hope you can sleep well at night. Because all you do is is put fuel on the fire every single time something like this happens. You never offer any comforting words. And it sucks because you're articulate. So you sound like, oh, she's making sense. But really, you're just a raggedy bitch. Yep. That's what you are. And, you know, it's funny because we live in a world now where people are so unhinged that rhetoric like that can lead to more hate crimes. And it will. You know what I'm saying? She's got she's she has way too many people following her to be that socially irresponsible to draw that parallel when we already have the community under attack, like knock it off. And, and I, it's so obvious. It's a, such an, a clout thing for the right wing. And, and I'm going to tell you all something. And I've already made this perfectly clear. If that orange face bastard runs for president again, this go around. Emotionally, I don't have it in me to stay in this country. I, you know, I thank the Lord, knock on wood, that I am able to earn my income over the Internet. Mm -hmm. I am out. I'm I'm right behind you. You know, he didn't have a great showing last night. All the candidates he he backed in the uh, Georgia primaries, they all took a except one. They all lost. So Georgia did reject Trump's uh, vengeance tour that he was on. So that's a good sign. Maybe there's like some signs of hope. Um, You know, Georgia's. Okay, you're not failing us right now. All right, let's get into some more uh, stories. Recently, Caitlyn Jenner shared her thoughts on people who are coming out as trans, coming out as transgender. Jenner, uh, Jenner said, right now, because of the amount of publicity that is getting, it's like everybody thinks they're trans, which is not the case. Do you agree with Caitlyn? Is coming out as transgender a trend? Al, what do you think about this? No, no, absolutely not a trend. Absolutely not a trend. I think people are coming out more because we've made them feel safer now. They feel safer to walk in their truth now because we have a better understanding what transgender is. Before it was classified as a mental disease or a mental illness, but now we know that it's not. So I feel like because of the media bringing true awareness to it, people like Dwayne Wade and his family bringing awareness to it is making people more comfortable and coming forth. And the second thing is I need somebody who I mean, I understand that Caitlyn Jenner is probably the most popular transgender, the most famous transgender person in the world. But I need somebody who's been actively out transgender more than six years to tell me what a trend is and what a trend is not in that community. I hear that. Q, what do you think about this? Because I, I, I remember I felt like Caitlyn was totally on a. Uh, this took all the attention of that vehicular homicide that Caitlyn caused right before transitioning like that very next week. And we don't even talk about that. Caitlyn killed somebody. 
And you're over here talking about. I just find it odd that her Bigfoot ass, she get to, she get to come out and it's natural and it's what she was right. Now I want to marginalize everybody else is coming out and reduce them to doing it because it's a fad. I don't want my words to be taken out of context here, but hear me carefully. Nobody chooses. Listen. We live in a country where being gay and trans is the worst thing you can be. Okay, like from from a, from a from a social perspective, it's the worst thing you can be. You get you're the butt of all the jokes. You get rejected from your religion. You get rejected from your family. The the the, the first time, the minute somebody's ready to insult somebody, the first thing they want to say is gay. Or the first when you when you want to insult a woman, the first thing you say she looks like a tranny. You look like a man. Nobody chooses the harder path to life, okay? Mm. So to Al's mm. point, you know what I'm saying? When people come out and then, you know, and again, do not take my words out of context here. When you want to rank the hierarchy amongst the LGBTQ community, trans is at the bottom of that totem pole, okay? Mm. So trans is really the last thing that somebody wants to do for a fad, you know what I'm saying? If people mm-hmm. are coming out and saying this is who they are, knowing what the backlash is going to be and how they're going to be viewed in this world, nine times out of 10, it's what they truly feel on the inside. I find it funny that, you know, you know what Caitlin, I mean, Caitlin reminds me of the white women that benefited from um, affirmative action, right? Mm-hmm. And get all the benefits of that. And then when they get to their position, they want to then shut it down and be like, you know. Oh, for sure. That's a good that, analogy. That's, that's that's Caitlyn Jenner all day long. Oh, look what the, they're trans. She has all this negative stuff to say. At the same time, benefiting from being a white, trans, white wealthy, right wing transgender person. What, you another bitch. Shut up. I'm telling everybody to shut up tonight. Do shut up, know, Caitlin, and shut up, uh, uh, Candace. Do you want to know what's funny? To be honest with you, and I don't want to get in trouble with the trans community, I honestly don't think Caitlin is trans. Well, damn. I spoke out against that one time, and I, I got dragged. I, I don't think, I honestly don't think Caitlin is trans. I, so I what, what would you, what would you, so if if, if Caitlin's not trans, is she cross-dressing? What, what is it? Uh, Crazy as hell, and, and got a hold of some of that Kardashian hoodoo voodoo, and and, and and is doing it for pop. If anybody is doing it for popularity and likes, it's her. And the, that, and, and the reason that I say that is because so much of her rhetoric, so much of her viewpoints are very much anti the community. Now, mm-hmm. granted, she has been a rich white man longer than she has been a rich white woman. And oftentimes I don't think Caitlin understands the privilege that comes with that. And she still, she doesn't think like a minority and she doesn't think like a disadvantaged person, her politics and the way she thinks is still that of a rich white man. So that's, that's so interesting because I would think that she thinks like a rich white woman. No, no. She, I think I so I get rich. She white exercises men. the privileges of a rich white man, but the way she talks she acts like a rich white woman. And you would think that being trans, coming out as old as she did, damn did, it would have softened her and given her some type of sensitivity to what marginalized communities go through. 
and she seems to still carry on like a rich white man and not give a mm-hmm. damn. I remember one time Caitlyn posted a picture in a robe, hair like, you know, towel and was going through hair makeup and said something in the caption along the lines of, you know, hours and hair makeup. Oh, it's tough being a woman. And as a woman, I felt triggered by that. I felt like you're appropriating a woman, womanhood. You're not really trans. And I'm going to say there is a difference. There are people who truly feel in their spirit, in their heart, that they were born the wrong body. And I feel like Caitlin and a few others are just appropriating womanhood. And I commented, of course, I didn't hold back. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. Because that's all that is being a woman is getting hair and makeup done and getting some implants. When I tell you, Shauna, all kinds of people is coming from my neck. And I'm like, don't you see that Caitlin ain't for you? Mm-hmm. And I'm calling Caitlyn out. Like, I'm not the enemy here. And people like Caitlyn that infiltrate and like a Trojan horse, that's who the problem is, I think. You're not helpful to the community, but you try to benefit. Just like the white woman with affirmative action, then you want to shut it down after you get in. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Okay, well, speaking of Caitlyn, during the interview, she also claims Kanye was difficult for Kim to live with and claims that Pete is much easier and treats Kim so well. What are your thoughts on Caitlyn's comment? Oh, I'm so sick of talking about this, Heppa. She, uh, need she need to mind her damn business. <laughs> she need to mind her bit. You you send your big feet ass up there doing the interview. <laughs> your big feet baritone voice having ass up there doing an interview for whatever it is you're doing. Why is you discussing the inner workers of that woman relationship and her configuration in her household? Like, shut up. I just didn't like the fact that he said we don't need any more rappers in our family. Like, really? Well, like what do you all, when you when you say something like that? First of all, I'm already feeling some kind of way because I feel like there's a racial undertone to that, and I think the reason why you're praising Pete is because she finally went out there and got her a white man after she's ruined all these other black men's lives. But I'm gonna let Q. I'm gonna default back to Q. Go ahead, Q. Well, you can't even let you can't even say in our family because Courtney just got married to Travis Barker and did not invite her ass. <laughs> I used to feel bad for Caitlyn when Caitlyn was Bruce. Like, I was like, damn, he's so disrespected on that show. I felt so bad. I remember all he wanted to do was play with his little toy helicopter. I'm like, oh, why won't Chris, like, show him any respect? But now that Caitlyn, uh, Bruce is Caitlyn, kind of, I'm, I'm sh- you need to shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and you want the, can I come for the looks? Would that, be, would that be negative? Will I get dragged if I come for the looks? Prop, you you can't do it. I we probably. better go to commercial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what I'm thinking. All right, we're gonna take a He's quick commercial fire break. Tonight. <laughs> we're quick commercial break. Caitlin, Candace, shut up. We'll be right back right after this. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to TGIF. Okay, now we all know how important sleep is to our overall health and wellness. Well, let me tell you about the ghost bed, the best beds in the game. Ghost bed is made by nature sleep an industry leader in the mattress space since 2001. Now, every ghost bed product from their mattresses to their sheets and pillows is designed with cooling features. So it's perfect if you, you know, kind of sleep warm. Now, shipping is fast and free. Most orders ship within 24 hours. Now, you can try a mattress for 101 nights with guaranteed money back. And you even get an industry leading warranty for up to 25 years. Right now, GhostBed is offering our listeners 40% off GhostBed bundles where you get a mattress and adjustable base, or you can get 30% off um, a mattress and two free luxury pillows. Now, I have a few GhostBed products on the way. Can't wait to get them. And I'm so excited 
So uh, I want you to also find your perfect mattress. So go ahead and use promo code T at ghostbed.com slash T. You won't want to miss out on these savings. That's promo code T at ghostbed.com slash T. Speaking of tea, we got more tea when we come back after this quick commercial break. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to all the soulmates in the chat, keeping it popping. I know we got over 33, 3400, something like that. So thank you for keeping it popping and throw us some fire in the chats if you are enjoying the show. Okay, let's get into this uh, story. Dr. Umar uh, Johnson recently shared his thoughts about the girl that LeBron James' son took to prom. Now, LeBron's son, Bronny, uh, posed in his prom outfit next to his date, who was a white girl. Dr. Umar reposted the photo and wrote, no disrespect, but yo, LeBron. I thought you were an activist. Johnson added a photo of a white bunny to the post, basically calling Bronny's date a snow bunny. Al, do you think Dr. Omar was out of line for that comment? I think it's probably out of line because, you know, I, I, you guys know, I've, I've said this before. I think kids should be off limits, but you two don't believe that kids should be off limits. But I think in the media, kids should no, be no, off limits. No, we said we would, he said he would fight kids. I, and I said, kids are just. No, okay. Girl, okay. Girl. Well, I thought you, I thought we were saying that kids were off. I was saying kids talking about people's kids was off limits is what I was referring <laughs> to. But anyway, in this case, I, I don't know. I kind of felt some kind of way. I felt like what he said was relevant to me in my head, because when I think about LeBron and Savannah, they are like our black family royalty. Like they are couple goals to me. And I think they serve as couple goals in the African-American community. But then again, I, the other side of that is to me, LeBron took a white, a white female to his prom. But he ought to a prom, actually to two proms, but he also took Savannah to a prom. She posted it, who his his wife from high school, he took her to a prom. And then I also thought about the proximity thing, because we know that um, LeBron's kids go to a private school. See, uh, what is it? Sierra Canyon, mm-hmm. which is where Dwayne Wade's kids go. Diddy's kids go, you know, out in California, like it's forty thousand dollars a year. So his classmates don't he doesn't have really a lot of options so i don't know q what do you think um you know social media has been set ablaze with this story because a lot of people and a lot of black people in particular were saying who cares the color of his of his date or whatever but any black person who look at that picture and say that they don't understand why that makes people feel a little uneasy, a little uncomfortable. They're lying to themselves, okay? Because while, you know, in a perfect utopian society, yes, people should be able to date anybody they want to date. It picks at a nerve for a lot of Black people. Um, in terms of, you know, that whole, when you do well, you go off and you coupled off with somebody white. I am though willing to lean on what Al said. He's probably in a predominantly white environment. Okay. So there probably is not much for him to choose from, but I totally understand why that picture makes some people uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. When I looked at it, I was like, "Mm, here we go. There's another one. (laughs) <laughs> here, we go with, here we go with the Jamie Foxx stuff. Here right. we go. You know, that's how it made me feel. So, of course, this is complicated for me, seeing I have a white mother and I'm extremely pro-Black and militant. 
And my mother has to remind me sometimes, you know, you have white in you as well. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like it bothers me, right? Um, if this was an adult that was out here, had his own platform, really going hard and standing on his principles about race relations, all that, I would say we should have a field day with this person. We should go in. The fact that this is a teenager and he's kind of finding his way and dating. I mean, LeBron was dating white girls in high school. He ended up with a beautiful black woman. That's who we ended up with. And I just feel like it's to shame him at this at, at that age for who he took to prom. That could be nothing. Like, who cares? Like, that, that don't mean it's his lifelong love. But I do get it. We, we want to see young, successful black kids, like, find other black, successful young kids to, to pair up with and make future power couples, future Barack right. and Michelle's. But I don't think it's cool that Dr. Johnson... Umar Johnson came for a teenager who's probably hella embarrassed. The girl's probably getting all kind of hate threats and met. That ain't cool, y'all. That ain't cool. I and, you, you know, I just think that's mm-hmm. effed up. And that's a that's a grown and you calling out LeBron for his son's choice of dating. And it worked out for LeBron because we are well, here for Savannah and LeBron. Umar Johnson need to be concerned about where them people donation money at. Okay. That part. But with this magical school, this Hogwarts magical Harry Potter ass school that he ain't never built. Between him and Patrice Cullors from Black Lives Matter, <laughs> baby, there's enough money missing that got to rebuild the whole damn Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this um, is yeah, go ahead. Again, if again, if it was again, if it was like a pro black militant man that's out there and it says one thing and does another, that's one thing. But we don't even know this kid's personality yet or what kind of person he is. We we just don't know. But you um, know, Claudia, we can't pretend like there isn't a trend because we saw in the last NFL draft this past season in Vegas, a lot of the young black men who were drafted all had well, not all. I can't say all. A large majority of them that were drafted had young white females as their dates at the draft. Oh, Some I, I even had kids from them. I trust. I feel you. I remember going to the Playboy Mansion in L.A. during the ESPY Awards. There was a, a special party. There was all these young, attractive black men that were professional athletes. And I overheard a bunch of conversations and they all were saying stupid stuff like, I'm so glad there's not a lot of black girls here. This is definitely an issue. I'm not denying that. But like, let them get out of high school before we go in on them is what I'm saying. I I, I think it's also triggering, too, and that our young black boys need to know from a teenage age. All things constant, if you were if you weren't who you were, Mm -hmm. baby girl won't be looking at you twice. Amen. And you probably would not be allowed at her house for dinner. Okay, because listen, I'm I'm finna go out on a limb here, but um, white men do not like black men screwing their daughters okay yeah, they, they don't, don't. And, and in the white community a white woman is considered damaged mm-hmm. after she's been touched by a black man you know That's what true. i'm saying unless he's a michael jordan or the son of lebron james LeBron so, James. you know th- th- there is a lot of unspoken undertones and history and energy and other stuff that picture represents more than just him going to the prom with a white girl. And I'm going to need um, uh, brothers to stop the narrative that it's the black girls that are the gold diggers and the groupies and all that kind of stuff. Because like you said, Q, these w- girls would and their parents would not be with any of this had you not had the proper pedigree Mm-hmm. And the the potential that they see in you is being a high, you know, a high draft pick. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. please believe they may come at it with a different approach, the white girls, but they have a much bigger plan for your black ass. 
Just know that. <laughs> I'm cussing too much tonight, right? Are you? Who you? You gonna throw this person out too? <laughs> uh, what is his name? Dr. Uh, Johnson. Oh, you gonna Dr. Throw Johnson. Him out too? <laughs> Dr. Johnson, if you get that charity squared away and you build that school, you're supposed to. We, Wait a minute! You threw Candace out. You threw Caitlin out. You gonna throw Dr. Johnson out too? Dr. Johnson, be quiet. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Get them. Get that money together and get them charities back on track, like Q said. And then you you can talk again. But he does be oh, making some good points in other areas. But this one, don't come for the teenager. Let let him get through puberty before you come for him. All right, y'all. Uh, we gotta talk about this real quick. A viral a video has gone viral of an argument and physical altercation between former NFL player Brendan Langley and a United Airlines employee. Langley was arrested and charged with simple assault. The employee was not taken into custody, but he was terminated. Al, what do you think about this story? You know, I just find it it's very unfortunate for Brandon. Brendan. Um, He's a professional athlete. You know, he got cut by the NFL. And now the uh, CFL, the Canadian Football League, has suspended him indefinitely. It's just very unfortunate. Damn, he was in the CFL? Yeah. He, he was a pitch. part of, uh, what is it, the Calgary, the one that's the, the Calgary uh, Stampeders. He was a part of the Calgary Stampeders. But they, they have suspended him indefinitely. That's the name of the team, the Stampeders? I never heard. So he gonna miss that fifteen hundred dollars a week, ain't he? Huh? That part. Look, we can't we can't ever joke a brother that's got a job now. No, we can't right. do that. He's working. He's right. working now. We can't joke a brother that's got a job. Well, he don't anymore. Well, what do you think? <laughs> you know this this whole situation sucks um, because for me it's very cut and dry. That man hit him first. And he punched him one time. I think that that was the appropriate response. And then, and then it's not like he stomped him out and beat him up. The man got up and came back for more. No, um, no, no, Q. That 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 part that you see right there, that wasn't the whole fight. Yeah, there was more. So there was yeah, there was more videos, to it. So right? he wasn't. He didn't hit him first. Oh, but yeah, I understand what you're saying, though. Do we know what started this argument? Because okay, so I... from, from my understanding, Claudia, he put his luggage in a wheelchair. Right. And was pushing his luggage in a wheelchair. And the man was, you know, saying stuff to him and, and calling them names and stuff about it. You know, I had an airline person one time. You know how they call you? They say groups one through three, group mm -hmm. four through six. All right, I was in group seven and he had called like group one through four and I decided to walk my behind through that anyway because I, I they were saying that they were running out of overhead space. And the man literally looked back at me and called me an asshole. And because I didn't want to get on a no-fly list, I just let it fly. I didn't turn around and cuss his right. ass out down to that kiosk. But he was like, um, ass asshole. And then started talking about me to the other customers or whatever, which was so unprofessional some of these airline people can be very unprofessional not just airline people people in positions of authority when they know that they have what you need some of them can really be assholes have y'all ever flown spirit yes yo don't go on spirit if you have low self-esteem or if you're having a bad week because you will feel like crap when you get off the flight they talk to you all crazy they when they tell you the rules they like Damn near cuss you out and just talk to you. They're so condescending in their tone. Like Southwest, they be singing and dancing and they got cute little things that rhyme. They're all fun. Yo, spirit is, I call spirits like break your spirit airlines because I, <laughs> I feel awful. I feel, I, it's, it's like, damn, why did I do it? It's like a one night stand. And this is my favorite thing spirit like to do. 
due to the short duration of this flight, we will not be having beverage and right. services on this plane. Lazy, lazy ass waitresses in the sky. <laughs> and the seats recline like a half an inch. You pay fifty dollars. No, you got to pay for the. You got to pay, pay for, for the seat. This is the seat regular, <laughs> and this is recline. <laughs> you got to pay for that one too. You gotta pay for everything. Yo, them $19 flights be $1,800 by the time you're done just to get like, to Miami. I, I could have flown Delta. You got you have to pay for your carry-on. You have to pay for your iPhone. You got to pay, pay to get all the planes. Exactly. <laughs> all right, y'all. We're going to take a quick... Well, they won't be a sponsor. We're going to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> they ain't got it. We'll be right back with more after this. We ain't trying to fly it, so... At She's all. off the chain tonight. We're having a fun time tonight. If you're enjoying the show, give us some flames in the chat. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. In an interview, let's get into this. Tank said he believes there's a lot of hate towards gay people in the black community. We have a clip. That carries on even into entertainment. Right. So paint the picture for you. My guy, Brian, who uh, used to manage uh, Fantasia, mm-hmm. uh, who's a gay man, uh-huh. who's my friend. He said, hey, man, what'd you think about performing at Gay Pride in D.C.? I said, yeah, well, what kind of, what kind of, right? I'm from DC, right? Okay. okay. What do you think about what Tank said? Let me tell you something. I have commended Tank from the moment he started doing this because he cleans up on the Pride circuit. And let me tell you, and he has a monopoly on it because for whatever reasons, unspoken or spoken out loud, he is the only black male artist that is straight that is willing to even associate himself with the pride thing because for whatever reason you know heterosexual men many of them their masculinity is so fragile that the smallest proximity to gayness and they get all comfortable and he made a very valid point you know there is a lot of disrespect i can remember growing up and even now the, the, the first thing if you see a, a group of, of, of straight guys canoodling, you know, the first thing, man, that's gay. Hell no, nah, man, that's gay. That's gay. You gay. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's the go-to insult that people use. So yeah, Tank is right about there being a lot of disrespect, but I'm glad that he had enough security in himself um, and I guess bills to pay to get to the bag. <laughs> 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 Al, what do you think? <laughs> I don't want to discredit his 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 comfortability to Bills Q, but yes, I agree with Q on this. We need more of this type of uh candid discussion from popular, famous, and heterosexual men like Tank. That's why I keep saying, you know, I, I really applaud Dwayne Wade for stepping in this transgender space and being vulnerable and and, tra- and open about having a transgender kid and, and taking on some of that heat as, a, a, as an ultra-masculine athlete, one of the largest and biggest and greatest that we've had in this country. So big up to Tank for stepping in this space and, and giving it some light. You know, I think Tank has the perfect personality to put this on his back and to carry this. It's not a burden on his career. He's found a way to be um, funny about it, to be honest about it, to be open about it. Everyone knows he's a sex symbol. He's married to a beautiful Xena. Like we know his, you know, he's 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 a sexy guy. And uh, the fact that he's masculine, but he's not too masculine where he can't say, I'll sing to a group of people, whether it's all men or all women in the front row, I'm performing. And I think that's very brave of him. And I think, you know, 
it should open the door for other straight men to kind of like be like, hey, what's the problem? You know, that doesn't make you gay or dirty you up or make you, you know, like relax. Like I I, want to point this out too. A lot of people don't understand. The gay community is very loyal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of these prides that Tank performs at, it'd be the same pride year after year after year. And what a lot of people in business in their homophobia don't realize is that the gays oftentimes have more discretionary income than straight people because many of them do not have children. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you go to any gay neighborhood USA, their houses are always nicer. Their cars are always nice. Everything because gays have more discretionary income than the average person because they don't have children. So yes, that bag is great. And Tank knows that the boys want to see him. He know he ain't gay. I think more people should follow suit and become allies and tap into the dollar. Kudos to you, Tank, if you're watching. I know you support Fox Soul, so thank you so much for what you're doing and not and being fearless in that space. Fearless. I think that's I think that's I think that's true, actually, masculinity when you are masculinity, when you are fearless, you're like, it is what it is. And I and I, I want to I, I point out one more thing, because I get this, I get this all the time from my 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 uh homegirls. Um, do you think a straight man can be friends with a gay boy and not be gay? Yes. Yes. Yes, he can. Um, I, I'm not I'm not gonna say who it was, but a Bravo celebrity called me not too long ago. And um, was like, you know, um, you don't think it's something wrong with uh, someone, someone, so he's straight and was riding in the car with that gay boy. No, no. Well, I'm just trying to understand why would a straight guy want to hang out with a gay guy? Why is, why is everything gotta be sex? Why? Maybe you right. like the person's personality. Right. right. Or right. like, hello. <laughs> Maybe right. it could be a, a right. cousin. It could be a brother. But those are <laughs> like those, gay people you know, got brothers and cousins and uncles. Going back to Tank's Tank's point, though, those are a lot of the ignorances that run in our community and that plague Black men from being able to be friends with the gays or tap into the gay because every any proximity to a gay boy or gayness makes you gay. And as a Black man, that's the worst thing on the planet you can be is gay. And that's why I say, can we please get to a place where we stop leading with our sexuality? I don't even even need to care. I don't care. I need. I want to go. Can we just worry about the person? I like you. I don't like you. Who cares? Like, let people be live and let live. Like, okay, Mm. you missing out a lot of good friendships and personalities and business connects and all kinds of stuff with this homophobia. Like, it's ridiculous. All right, moving on. Will Smith recently shared that prior to slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars, he had a vision about being destroyed while drinking psychedelic tea. Will said, I started seeing all my money flying away and my house is flying away and my career is going away. My whole life getting destroyed. He also said that in the vision, he also slowly started caring less about the money and more about his family. Do you think Will Smith saw his vision, saw a vision of his future? Uh, Q, I, I, we talked about this, ayahuasca tea. Ayahuasca, uh-huh. Which, which I actually, and I was telling y'all, I, I, I actually am very interested in doing the ayahuasca. I just don't want to do it with y'all because I don't want all my business to be filled in that tent. I got to finish ayahuasca, make me tell all my business and some things I need to save for my memoir and the others I need to take to my grave. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, 
in my opinion, I think it would be best for Will to just go sit down somewhere in reference to this slap situation. Listen, Will Smith at this point is too rich to ever lose all his money. All right. So whatever it is he's talking about in them visions with just visions and paranoia. If Will Smith lost his career today or tomorrow and will never ever be in, in another movie, he got enough money and enough investments and enough whatever. He's got too much money to ever lose all his money. So I don't know what Will's talking about. Plus, I'm sure Jada's got residuals coming in too. You put that plus, with the kids, plus the kids got money. You know, they, everybody working that family. Al, what do you think? Um, so cute. This is an extract from his book. Actually, is that extract? No, that's not the word I'm looking excerpt. for. <laughs> yeah, excerpt. Al, killer word, Reynolds. <laughs> you know I will, or make one up, right? Yes. Um, anyway. Um, so this came from his book, Q, just to let you know, and it was before the slap actually happened. Oh, God. But this was considered his penta. And so when you go into this hallucinogenic, when you drink this tea, this is what happens, right? But a lot of people in Hollywood have done this. We know that Megan Fox has done it. Miley Cyrus has done it. My only question is, did he see Chris Rock slap him when he did it? Because Chris Rock has actually done this exact same tea and experience um, the same way that Will did in Peru. You know what, y'all? We really should. It would be a fun segment if we went to Peru or somewhere and did ayahuasca and, and had a producer and a camera there. Um, we can do it in California. They do it with that. Yeah, they uh, do it in California, Q. We, we should Coachella. do it. My mm -hmm. only, my only uh, caveat would be uh, I would need to sign off before it aired because I don't know what's <laughs> going to come out. But we should do it. I think it'd be fun. So it's worse than some of the stuff you already told us. <laughs> Listen, you know, people, people think that I'm very, people think that I'm very open and I share a lot. But to be honest with you, the stuff that I share is, is what I'm willing to share because it ain't nothing to me. The stuff that I keep, ooh, child. Ooh, let's do this tea. <laughs> and who knows what we'll find out. Speaking of that, real quick, let's try to squeeze the story. And after three years of dating, a woman discovered that her boyfriend was actually her cousin. In an interview, she said when they found out that her boyfriend slash cousin, uh, she immediately broke up. He immediately broke up with her. But she was upset about them breaking up because she wanted to continue to date him despite hearing the news. What would y'all do in this situation? You've been dating someone for three years, having sex with them. It's on and popping and bam, that's my cousin. I would keep going. I think I, I think I read it was her third cousin. Um, just as just as long as we were not raised like cousins, and obviously they weren't, because if they were, they would have known. Um, it it just would have been one of those things that was just ironic and, and funny. But I, I would I would have kept going if the relationship was good, personally. Because you've already been there. Yep. Okay. Al, what would you do? You still hitting the cousin? Oh, no. This is kind of icky to me. I'm still that old school thinking about the genetic line and what might happen. But to Q's point, you know, it's it's legal to marry your second or third cousin in the United States. And they say, you know, third and fourth cousin is supposed to be as close to your, your soulmate as possible because of the familiarity. But for me, this is a tad bit, a little bit icky for me. All right, y'all, we have to get into this Khloe Kardashian story now. She took offense to people who have accused her of having a face transplant. Now, Khloe claims she has only had one nose job. Check out what she said. I want everyone to know I don't care to lie about it, but the transplanting thing, I just want to understand why. That sounds amazing later on in life, but now I'm good. Now, do y'all believe that Khloe has only had 
one nose job. Q. Hell no. Hell no. That girl went from looking like a smush face raisin to actually looking like something with some semblance of beauty. She did more than had a damn nose job. She had a she had her forehead shaved down. Pr- production, can we put that picture back up? I'm, I'm gonna tell you what all the hair she had. Let me see. She had her forehead shaved down. She had lipo in her cheeks. She had her eyelids cut and her eyebrows raised. She had her neck shaved down. She had her clavicles, uh, fat sucked out from around her oh clavicles. Um, and she had her ears pulled back. <laughs> and, and when the Dominican Republic had seven BBLs, girl, stop damn lying. You, you, baby, you paper mache that face so doggone bad. You a whole new person. Stop lying. I can't say anything because I commented on a Hollywood Unlocked today and I said, Chloe, I said, oh my God, Chloe, eat, you know, and I'm body shame here. I'm, I'm, I'm the most horrible person. So uh, I will divert. I will turn over my, I will uh, relinquish my time to Al Reynolds. Al, what do you think? I know. I think, Chloe, I think, I think Q did a good enough job, but honestly, what I'm learning from the Kardashians though, especially watching the Hulu episodes and special is that they know how to play on words. And so I think I'm going to give her the benefit of, of the doubt because Q, you also forgot she had her chin implant done, but I'm going to say that it was a play on words because she says only has had one nose job. Just so she was only job. talking about the fact that she has only had one, one nose job. job. Okay. So she's Perfect. saying, I've only had one nose job. She's not telling you everything that she's had on her face, but she was saying, I've only had one nose job. It, it's too bad, though. I will say this about Chloe. You know, for years, Chloe was the one that was constantly shamed. They used to call her the ugly sister. And I'm sure that had to get to her self-esteem. You know what I mean? And right. a lot of people said that, but liked her personality the, the, the most. I think it would just serve her well. To just be like, you know what? I had this stuff done and talk about why. I think she looks really good. You know, I, 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 I she looks she looks pretty now. She's pretty. She's a pretty girl. She's not a bad looking lady. You know, right. I'm going to we're going to stay here. We're going to tell the story. We you know what? We can stay here. I was going to pose the question. Why is it, especially in 2022, that people lie about plastic surgery? Now, part of me, Claudia, does feel like because she was quote unquote the ugly sister right. and she makes she lies about it to make herself feel like she really was pretty mm-hmm. and i just altered my nose a little bit but the rest of this is me but girl we're not buying it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i just feel like someone like her we would give you the pass because you were chastised, you were made fun of, you were the fat sister, you were the one that we joked about all the time. So we would give you a pass if you just came out and said, yo, look, I was the ugly duckling, people made fun of me. So this is what I did to make myself feel better and to feel whole. I agree with you. And Chloe, we're not mad at wanting to feel better about yourself and you actually do look good. I want to thank my co-hosts Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Turned Out with T.S. Madison. That's all coming up next. We'll see you on Friday. Bye, y'all. Bigger.